Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, everyone. This is Lori DeToro, your host for this edition of the Industry Update podcast. We are pleased to be joined today by thought leader Nick Moore, Director of Product Management Electrification at Briggs & Stratton. In this podcast, we discuss Vanguard's growing electrification portfolio and plans the company has to further grow its power lineup. Now let's get started. Hi, Nick. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Lori. Um, so we're going to talk about um, the growth and electrification that you guys are doing with Briggs and Stratton and Vanguard, and um, we'll get started with the first question. The last time that Vanguard experts were on our show, they shared that the company was expanding its electrification offerings. Can you give us an update on what progress you've made since then? Absolutely, we've been uh, quite busy as we've continued to grow this part of our business. So. Uh, one thing we did do over the past year was actually break the business out to be its own vertical within Briggs and Stratton, uh, realizing that we needed to have people who are absolutely dedicated to solely focus on focusing on electrification um, to to get the prioritization and understanding that we need to make the right decisions to continue to grow our product lineup. So, along with that, obviously, is a focus on growing that product lineup. Um, we, we have a, a wider range of batteries that, that are available to OEMs now to, to ideally fit more and more applications. And along with that, we, we're actually also growing our tech, uh, battery technology partner program and, and both in Europe and the U.S. and even with our first in India, continuing to add um, resources to our OEMs who need that engineering help in order for, for them to electrify their own pieces of equipment where they might not have the resources in-house. So product-wise, uh, newest battery packs is... We're rounding out our fixed pack line, going all the way down to a 3.5 kilowatt hour pack. Um, a modification to what was our, our five kilowatt hour uh, taller pack, we've actually diecasted that housing due to uh, increased volume. And along with that and growing cell technology, making it to be up to a seven kilowatt hour in the same footprint. And then we still do have um, the longer version of, of uh, that same size that does five and seven um, that launched in a seven this past year. And then uh, maintaining our, our 10 kilowatt hour pack uh, as largest of, of the fleet right now. So all of these fixed packs have the same criteria, um, really focused on, on getting to as many different applications as possible, all with the same Vanguard um, expectation of 2000 cycle cycles to 80% life capacity. Um, you know, no maintenance really being, being a lithium ion battery and focused on making it as easy to integrate as possible. So. All these new packs are, are coming out, um, really uh, production launches in January, 2023. So uh, as I said, the engineering team has been extremely busy getting all these projects over the goal line here um, to meet that timing. Then probably one of the, the bigger ones that we see uh, that, that has been a focus as of late and, and we're starting to show in a bigger way is our 1.5 kilowatt hour swappable battery pack. So that's really uh, changing the game for many people, um, making it be a battery that can be ex easily exchanged off of uh, whether it be the same piece of equipment to give you essentially unlimited runtime or to be able to take one battery and mix and match it between multiple pieces of equipment. 
So that pack is actually going to be launching uh, in production this coming May of 2023. That all sounds very exciting. Um, what is unique about the 3.5 kilowatt commercial battery pack? Yeah, that's a great question, Lori. Most of our packs, the internal design, we talk a lot uh, when we get into technical discussions around the cell module assembly that is uh, how the, the building bricks within, within the pack to, to get to a certain capacity. That kind of dictated the, the size that even our smallest pack had to be. We, we made a design tweak to that for the 3.5 so that it could be the smallest pack possible, um, but still get to the 3.5 kilowatt hours. So uh, it, it's a much more compact housing. And really the goal there is it can fit in a lot more places that our larger packs couldn't before. So by making some some changes to, to our core technology inside, uh, again, trying to broaden the OEMs that we can help get to market. Maintains all the the other same criteria that, that all of our other fixed packs have. So it's it's using the J1939 CAN bus with the BMS uh, that is in, inside uh, the dual contactors so that the pack is always off um, until the BMS tells it to turn on. Uh, same cycle life expectation. And as always, our number one design criteria is safety. So um, a lot of what drives us to the diecast housings is, is what that does for robustness from the external protection of the pack. And then all of the same uh, design cues that we've been using from the start to ensure that the inside of the pack and the cells uh, give all users a safe experience. That all sounds, again, um, very exciting. And uh, so I know that you and I have seen each other twice recently, once in September at the battery show, and then uh, in the middle of October, I guess, end of October at Balma. So I'm um, doing a lot of trade shows and being very busy. What uh, is Vanguard bringing to the trade show circuit coming up and what can we expect to see at its booths? Yeah, it's always great getting to catch up with you, Lori, between these types of uh, experiences we get to have. But um, Showing people the, the new diecast housings and the broader range of fixed packs. Uh, the battery show in September was the first time of having those out there. Um, so, you know, that's going to continue being, being a focus so that people see uh, what has changed. And, and it gives us a great forum to tell people why things have changed. Um, but the biggest, uh, again, game changer is the swappable and the focus on swappable and what that does for us at trade shows. So um, we had just a pack uh, at, at the battery show, but... Um, Bama is where we actually launched showing operable packs. So we were actually operating a light tower within our indoor booth and had all their pieces of equipment so we could have people actually demonstrate um, using the docking station to take the battery off of one piece of equipment, put it to another, uh, get to experience, you know, how it feels and, and what the weight is and things like that. So um, we made a big push. We did twice a day uh, a little demonstrations um, to try to create some buzz so that people could see what that was all about. Really, um, you know, the battery show was the first time we had the actual production intent pack at a show. We had been showing our concepts for the past couple of years. Um, meanwhile, in the background, we knew what we were having to do to design the pack that we intended to bring to production. So it's nice to finally have that final pack out there for people to see. So upcoming shows, we expect to do more and more of having it actually um, running equipment and getting, you know, people need to actually see how to dock it and interchange it and that it actually is running things to to fully get the picture of what it's going to do. Uh, of course, we are still an engine company as well. So um, we do continue to innovate on that side of our, our business as well. So um, again, focusing in a lot of the similar markets is our 400 cc um, single cylinder 
engine that has EFI and ETC. So really, as we're looking towards regulations, you know, battery side obviously gives you a lot of benefits uh, with, with zero emissions, but certain industries that still need an engine that's going to meet um, adding electronic fuel injection is key. And the electronic throttle control uh, is giving people, you know, really the, the top performing engine that they can get in that type of market. It was really cool to get to see the battery being changed out during your presentation at Bauma. So, yeah, that was it was great to see. Definitely having a visual helps. So we, uh, why is it important to offer a diverse range of power levels? Because you've mentioned a lot of different power levels um, when it comes to battery solutions. So, yeah, the interesting thing right now, Lori, is that most OEMs uh, are retrofitting. So they aren't necessarily building ground up equipment that uh, they're building the battery into, like you're seeing in the automotive market. Um, you know, a lot of OEMs in, in off-highway equipment, it, it's, uh, you know, they aren't as large as automotive companies, so they have to work with what they have. So the way we looked at it is what are the, the sizes of battery that can fit in the right pieces of equipment uh, to get them there? You know, in many cases, they're either removing an engine or uh, in other cases, it's, it's in smaller capacity, you know, maybe it's a, a corded electric already or a lead acid electric and people see the benefit of switching to lithium. So that's really why we've taken the approach that we have is, is we don't want to have it be where everyone's having to try to design a battery from scratch and their volume really probably doesn't justify tooling something. So by us having what we consider, you know, a little bit more standardized sizes, um, trying to make it easy for them to pick the right housing that's going to fit on their piece of equipment. And where those housings fit, then they can pick what's the right capacity. Because really, what drives the cost of, of going electrified is how much battery capacity is on board. Um, we really view our packs as being modular as well. So if you have um, a, a limited space, uh, you can take the right pack that actually fits maybe in multiple places on your piece of equipment and parallel multiple packs together to to get to the capacity that you need. So. That's really the approach we've been taking is trying to get as much of the market um, under an umbrella as possible that that we have a solution that will work for them so that we can help them on their journey to electrify as fast as possible. And you, you mentioned sizes. What what should OEMs consider when sizing a battery for an application? I tell you, this is typically the hardest thing um, in, in some cases from a technical standpoint, but really from the other, it's the what is the right marketplace to be at. Um, you know, for traditional engine uh, driven equipment, it's really hard in that there isn't, in many cases, if it's not a, an EFI engine or something like that, the ability to really know what kind of loading the engine gets. So OEMs have to do a lot of homework to understand how much power do I really need to do the job? And then the next question from that is, okay, how was it actually being used? You know, engine equipment has an hour meter. In many cases uh, on a construction job site, they're going to just leave it running all day. So as far as they see, yeah, it's running eight hours a day. And that's what they think their their users are going to expect. When you switch to an electrified piece of equipment that's able to start and stop very easily in between, um, people are learning the actual runtime is, is something less than that. Uh, along with, you know, the cool thing with lithium is it allows you to have a peak of a really high load. Um, it can accept that. Whereas, you know, in, on engines, you're having to size the engine for your heaviest load. You might have a, a 40 horsepower engine because you have to have that 40 to, to start, you know, you, you turn on your, your PTO or something like that, but you're running at, you know, 20 horsepower continuous the rest of the time. On the electric side, it's a lot easier to size for that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, really the, the cost of the battery cells is the highest cost. So that's, that's where people are really struggling to understand um, what is right. So really, that's one of the big drivers of, of interest, I'd say, when it comes to our swappable battery pack is because 
what that takes out of the scenario is people having to determine what is my marketed runtime to users. Um, basically, if you have enough batteries that that will run the piece of equipment for around an hour, the battery pack charges in just about an hour that you can say it's infinite runtime. So it's really up to the user on how many batteries to, to use in that piece of equipment. So it makes it a little easier from the OEM standpoint when you look at it that way. But yeah, again, this is where we focus on um, our application engineering center is so fantastic and it's a focus. It's always been a focus of ours on the engine side and we've really expanded it greatly into the, the electrification side that our goal is to, to have an OEM work with our experts and we're going to help you on that journey to make sure you're picking the, the right capacity again, because that's the biggest cost, um, you know, and really the biggest decision to say, if I put too much battery on, I'm, I'm potentially pricing myself out of the market. If I put too little on, I can have users that are upset that it doesn't run long enough. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a really interesting point. I mean, you've made several interesting points, but the fact that it doesn't have to run continuously because you can turn it off fairly frequently. So the amount of time it actually needs to run could could be different. I had not heard that before. What should OEMs be doing to stay ahead of the competition when it comes to electrification? I think a big thing that we're seeing is, is uh, especially at the shows this year, we started to see it last year, but I think it's just greatly uh, expanded this year is that everyone realizes if they're not showing that they're going electric, um, they're going to look like they're behind. So you have to be working on something and showing the market that I'm going somewhere with this and that I am invested in it. Beyond that, it, it really is going to be a lot to the, the previous point of um, the OEMs need to work to understand, um, you know, am I giving the customer the right value for what the job they're trying to do is and and making sure that I'm building them the piece of equipment that meets those needs. Um, outside of that, then it, it's really, uh, you know, setting the right expectations along with that then. Um, giving a runtime can be a bit deceiving depending on what kind of job a piece of equipment is doing. If it's a, a mini excavator, um, depending on the type of soil it's digging into, it's going to take different battery capacity because of how much more or less load it has. Um, great example in lawn mowing here, um, you know, same battery, same piece of equipment, cutting wet, uh, heavy springtime grass versus dry, light summer grass. You can change your runtime by hours on the same battery system. So, um, again, as consumers are learning what it means to have an electric piece of equipment, it, a lot of the onus is going to go on the, the manufacturers, OEMs to make sure they're making it as easy as possible for people to understand what they're getting and what the expectation of that piece of equipment should be. Um, you know, the great thing with lithium is the battery packs like ours that have a BMS on board is the amount of um, information that is now available that you can integrate that a user can actually use um, really gives a lot of neat different areas that you can go into to, to make it as smart a piece of equipment as possible to both be helping the end users um, in a rental situation to be helping the rental yard and, and fleet applications to be helping the business owner to know how is this actually being used and, and what's the right right equipment maybe going forward as I continue to electrify more of it. Again, really interesting points. And you've you've mentioned a few challenges, but what are some challenges that the off-highway industry is facing when it comes to electrification? 
Yeah, again, you know, and you brought up the, the sizing piece earlier too. I, I think that's one of the hardest because um, a lot of people don't even know where to start there. So it, it's it's how do I how do I even get off ground zero here to to figure out where to go next? Um, lots of times, what we share is, is again, if it's something that you know the load pretty well, you can you can do do the math and figure out where to go. But really, what we recommend to most people is let's just build one. Um, you you have to see what it'll actually do, and again, having the data. Um, capture available that, that the battery and, and electrified equipment will give you is what's going to help you understand that um, again, because I, I see every OEM really struggling with what's the right amount of battery to put on this piece of equipment because of how, how critical those implications are of, of will it be accepted in the market or not. And what is Vanguard doing to help address some of these challenges? Yeah. So again, um, I, I think the, as we continue to broaden our product line, that that's the biggest thing is trying to make sure that we can help as many people as possible with different batteries that will get them where they need to be. Um, again, making it as easy for them to mount and integrate. Uh, we focus on our BMS being one of the easiest for people to just you know follow our very brief instructions and you're up and running. Um, because a lot of it can be just you know in a prototyping phase of how fast can I learn from this. So. Um, we view that as, as as critically important that the and or the OEMs um, can integrate with our batteries very easily. Uh, I mentioned our application engineering earlier as well. Um, you know that's a resource that we pride ourselves on battery and engine side of our business highly on. That um, you know they are an extension of an OEM's engineering team and and really uh, they have the ability to to help because not only is it that they know our product really well, but they get to see so many applications. Um, through all that they've done over the years that that they can kind of share best practices and things that they've seen in testing that obviously it's all in a proprietary manner and not, not sharing anything from a different OEM or something like that, but they become industry experts that can help guide people the right way. Um, you know, we've, we've focused on our battery being as, as easy to track and, and have data logging on and things like that. We have our service tool that you can connect to a laptop and see what a battery is doing real time. So again, it's, um, a lot of the focus from our 114 years of being a power provider that we're, we're, we're making that as a, a kind of a must have as we, as we enter into the battery side of our business. Um, the other area then uh, we, we've probably touted with you guys multiple times in the past is that, you know, knowing smaller OEMs don't have their own resources to get there. That's why we view uh, with the utmost importance our technology partner program. So, again, these are companies that have engineering resources that they will design the full, you know, as much or little of the powertrain as an OEM needs. Um, you know, you can, we, we've seen where a, a customer can bring in and say, hey, here, here's a piece of equipment and it's run by an engine today and I want it to be a battery and I want it to have these features. They'll design and source the, the batteries, motors, controllers, uh, display, program it all. Um, again, do as much or as little as you want, help them with the actual building and prototyping. So um, having companies like that as partners that can, can you know, we can recommend and, and really send our customers to who they, we teach them about our battery and they say, yeah, I really love everything you're doing there, but I frankly don't know what to do with it when I get it. So I need help. Um, it's, a, it's a big focus for us in making sure that we have have it on that side. So and then on the back end, as we get more and more of our, our products into the market is, is our focus on service and, and making it easy on that side. Um, Lots and lots of questions come around. What do I do if I have an issue? Um, being a global company that, that has a service network we have, we view that as, as incredibly beneficial, especially when we look at what some of the competitive landscape looks like. If someone builds a product in the U.S. and they ship it to Australia or they ship it to Europe, we have batteries in stock and distribution centers there. So if they had a warranty issue, they don't have to wait for a battery to get on a boat since large batteries can't be air shipped. We also have dealers on 
on every continent that that have our service tool and they can um, you know plug into our battery and see what's going on help you make the determination if you have a problem if it actually even is the battery or not and then if if it is again walk you through that process of getting a replacement so again trying to take some of the challenges for people who are trying to make a go at it themselves or really not understanding the landscape yet um, see what it takes to to get you know themselves in production at the lowest risk um, because again there's there's always risk in, in taking on a new technology as an OEM um, you have to make sure that that you show the market that you're able to do it well so um, that that's where we see that we come in is trying to make it as easy as possible for as many OEMs as possible. It sounds like you have a lot of resources to help OEMs manage some of the hurdles that they'll be facing as they make this transition. So that sounds great. Um, so what kind of adoption are you seeing of battery power across the different manufacturing segments, for example, turf, construction, recreation? Sure. So yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we're really starting to see at the trade shows, uh, Every OEM realizes I have to at least be showing something. Um, if they're not, they're asking, how, how do I get to build a prototype to be showing something? But that only tells part of the story. So, I mean, obviously adoption and actual you know, use in the market is, is a big piece of the story. Um, you know, turf, obviously a, a big part of our company uh, from the engine side. And so uh, we obviously know it well as it comes to the battery side as well. Interesting thing there is really on the, the con- commercial side of the business is you're starting to see... Um, you know, municipalities, universities, uh, certain industries, certain neighborhoods that are mandating um, that a certain percent of uh, commercial cutters fleet be electric or that they only use electric at certain sites and things like that. So that's a big driver for these OEMs to say, I have to have an offering or I'm going to lose out um, of potential large contractors who will be buying, you know, my whole fleet of equipment and or just to, to even you know make sure I'm in the, the decision process as, as far as that goes. Construction is really a big one, too. Um, we're starting to see that the same type of activity on job sites where they say X percent of the equipment has to be green. So um, the rental companies are a big push um, knowing how much equipment gets rented. Um, they know that so much of their fleet is going to have to be electrified in order to meet those requirements that are, are being imposed on job sites. And, and they see it again as a benefit that the more they can offer, the better they're going to be able to handle that. So um, I feel like construction and Turf are, 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 you know, definitely leading it from that sense. As you look at maybe, you know, more utility and things like that, people see some of the other user benefits. Um, again, typically we all, we all know, obviously you get rid of emissions at the point of use when you're using the battery. So, so that's uh, an obvious one. Most equipment is, is quieter. I won't say all because some things the machine makes more of the noise than an engine would, but, um, but th- those that it does make quieter, it allows you to run it, you know, expanded hours, you know, you can start mowing earlier in the day or later at night. Um, again, you know, all different scenarios of, of benefits and things like that. So it really seems to be catching a lot of traction. Um, you know, every show we go to it, at first, I'd say it was, Oh, are people actually going to buy it? And we're absolutely seeing and hearing from, uh, again, large, large contractors in, in every industry that, that they are demanding certain pieces of their equipment be, be battery powered. So, you know, really, that's where where we're focused on continuing to to grow our product line because we know that there there is a need and demand being pulled. Um, more and more OEMs, if they want to com- compete in these markets, they're going to have to have an offering. So that that's our focus on trying to help them get there. Um, you know, we we have all the, all the additional batteries that we talked about earlier that are coming to market, and uh, really, as our swappable comes, you know, that's hitting the the smaller equipment that that we hadn't really been able to get to yet. So. Um, Really excited to see what what comes over the the rest of the shows. You know, we have a bunch of construction shows coming up at the start of the new year here. 
Um, but uh, obviously a continued growth and interest and, and our, our booths at every show are, are busier than they've been in years uh, with people who are just there trying to really learn and see what, what we're bringing to market. Well, you were right about two things. Electrification has been the trend at all the shows this year. And your booth is always packed because <laughs> I've tried to talk with you and there are so many people at your booth. So definitely, uh, definitely a true statement there. So um, I guess a wrap up question for you is what's to come next from Vanguard Electrification? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously continuing to grow our product line, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we have a bunch of new products that are coming out here shortly. We're by no means done. We're going to continue adding on, on in those areas. Uh, we're actively always soliciting our, our customers to understand you know, what their needs are, what they may like and not like from what we have. Um, we're looking at, you know, today we're all 48 volt. We're looking at other voltages, continuing to look at different pack sizes and, and dimensions and things like that to, again, reach uh, as many different pieces of equipment, markets, OEMs as possible. So uh, we continue to grow our, our teams internally here to be able to capitalize and, and you know, make sure that we're, we're ready as the market continues to demand these products. Well, we are excited about uh, being able to see the products of the future from you guys and also um, to seeing you at trade shows in the coming months and into next year. So um, we uh, thank you for joining us for this podcast today and uh, Hope you have a great rest of the day and thanks again for joining us. Yep. Thanks so much, Lori. Always a pleasure to talk with you and your team. Thanks again for joining us for this edition of the Industry Update Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. If you would like to be updated on future podcasts, subscribe now. We look forward to our next episode with you. Thank you.